Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield, also known on the streets as your boy Titties. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I sure shit did. I was at the LSU Alabama game like I told you I would be. Took the fucking top off. Showed the tits to the world. Absolute hell of a game. You know, we'll get more into that. Big college football weekend that we just had. Lots of upsets. Lots of good stuff happening. Getting a couple news articles here to start out the show. Nothing nothing too crazy. Um, Going to hit my top five. My top five favorite actors this week. Top takeaways from the games this weekend in college football. You know, then a couple takeaways from the NFL and a couple thoughts, but not. Then finishing off with just my thoughts segment. Um, should be a good one, I hope. If you're an LSU fan, you're going to want to stick around for it. But uh, let's get into today's show. The Astros won the World Series over the weekend, and nobody really gave a shit. No, they won Saturday night when college football was happening. You know, baseball's not that high in the totem pole when it comes to sports. just isn't. I honestly think that uh, they should uh, change the baseball season up, maybe start in, like, February or something and end in August. Just I think it would make more sense. More people would probably be interested more or just shorten the season. I just don't I just don't get it, I guess. Nobody, nobody cares too much about baseball, especially when the Astros win. Everyone knows they cheated, but they did it. I am excited for Dusty Baker. He finally got himself a World Series ring been a manager since the freaking 80s or 90s, I believe. I think it was the 80s. I looked it up after I saw that they had won because I was like, I don't think he ever won one. And I was like, holy shit, he's been coaching forever. Cool for them. I do. I mean, I kind of like the Astros. They're, they're a team that I root for, I guess you could say. And everyone, most people don't like them, but they don't bother me too much. Frank Reich got fired um, today, actually. And Jeff Saturday is now going to be the interim head coach, somebody who's never coached an NFL game in his life, but he's a part of the team in some way or form. I don't really know how. I know he's been on TV. But Frank Wright is gone. You know, kind of everyone kind of saw it coming. They fired the OC. They fired the – they benched Matt Ryan. So it was only kind of a matter of time before the next move was to just get rid of Frank Wright. They did that. Sucks, but I'm sure he'll land somewhere on his feet. And I think the Colts, who knows who they'll hire, but – there's a ton of talent on that roster. Absolutely loaded roster. Tons of talent. So, I mean, they're not, they're going to be a desired job, I would say. I would say there'd be quite a few people that'll be interested in taking them over. You know, you can either have Matt Ryan as your quarterback, or you're probably going to have, you know, a top 10, 15 pick. So, why not go draft yourself a quarterback that you feel fits your scheme, or you can build a, sh- build a scheme around? So, we'll see what happens there. I am currently watching the Ravens Saints game as it's going on here after the Ravens just scored the. First touchdown of the night, so I, I'd be surprised if the Ravens don't run away with this one. Wouldn't be surprised at all. <clears throat> LeBron James continues to show that he is the smartest man in the world. He uh, had a press conference over, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, but he said that he was listening to the Migos in 2010 when he was playing with the Heat, you know, before anyone else was was even on to him. And Migos didn't start releasing music till 2011, so... Doy doy, he's had some fucking clips out there where he said some of the stupidest shit in the world. He literally reminds me of that kid in high school that lived at the trailer park. Well, no, let me, hold on. He reminds me of that kid in high school that would always come in, you know, oh, yeah, man, I was partying crazy this weekend. I was banging bitches. I was doing drugs. I had all the alcohol. It was lit. When in reality, he was just hanging out at his grandparents' house just in the trailer park community just trying to be cool. LeBron has to be one of the dumbest people on planet Earth. And he lies for no reason. 
That's how you know he's just dumb. He's he literally lies to try to be cool. And he's one of the most famous athletes the world's ever seen. And he lies to try to be cool. He doesn't even know half the rap songs he tries to he's just he's incompetent. He needs to be monitored. He's honestly worse than Joe Biden at times. And that's saying something. But that's beside the point. This isn't really news, but I have to make the case for how no one is talking about this guy to win the Heisman. Nobody, well, I mean, he's got a little bit of talk. Well, he's got betting odds, but nobody's really looking at the numbers and realizing that Drake May probably has the best case for Heisman out of any quarterback in the country. He's outplaying C.J. Stroud and Hennon Hooker far and wide. I got a little stat. I got a couple stats here. Which one is okay? Drake May. 2,964 yards passing. That's fourth in the country. Better than Stroud, better than Hooker. Completion percentage is at 71.2 completions per game. That's his percentage. Sixth in the country. Also, better than Stroud, better than Hooker. 31 touchdowns. He's the has the most touchdown passes in the entire country. Nobody's better. Absolutely no one. Only thrown three interceptions. It's tied 13. Hendon Hooker has two. CJ Stroud has four. His passer rating, 181.8. Second best in the country behind one person, CJ Stroud. He only gets beat in those two categories by either Hooker or CJ Stroud. He's literally outperforming them at every level. Damn near. But then the argument's going to be, well, the competition, the competition. Everyone knows C.J. Stroud has not played anybody hardly tough. He's had maybe two, three, three games, maybe tough. Drake May has had to propel his team to wins every time. Hendon Hooker's had a difficult road. You know, they've played some tough competition here and there. You know, Georgia, Bama, LSU, Pitt. But when we look at the Pitt game that both Hendon Hooker and Drake May have had, Hendon Hooker's stats versus Pitt. 325 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, 64.3 completion percentage, and 105 passer rate, 145 passer rating. Okay. Drake May against Pittsburgh, 388 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, 77.3 completion percentage, and 188.8 passer rating. That has been his best game, far and wide, hands down best game that he's had 388 through the air five touchdowns no interceptions and they won the game Drake May also played Notre Dame who CJ Stroud has played and Drake May and the Tar Heels did lose to Notre Dame CJ Stroud and Ohio State won yes they did they, they sure did it wasn't it wasn't all that pretty in his game against Notre Dame Drake May had 301 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, 53.1 completion percentage, the lowest he's had all year. But still, he had 301 yards and five touchdowns, 183.7 passer rating. Pretty, pretty stellar game, really. And the only reason they lost that is because their defense has sucked all year. Their defense has been absolutely garbage. Against Notre Dame, C.J. Stroud had 223 yards, two touchdowns, Zero interceptions, 70.6 completion percentage, 145.1 passer rating. 
And yes, you know, the argument that I'll have for this is Drake May does more with less. His best receiver is Josh Downs. The rest of the guys are okay, but not great. Tennessee's loaded at wide receiver. Ohio State's loaded at receiver. You could throw any quarterback in the country on either of those teams, and they would still find a way to be successful, if not just as good, because they have a ton of talent around them. Drake May, however, elevates that talent on his team. He makes the Tar Heels better, and if he played for Ohio State or Tennessee, they would be undefeated, they'd be destroying everybody, and they'd look like they were unbeatable, unlike Tennessee and Ohio State this year. Drake may deserve the Heisman, but he's not going to get it because he plays for North Carolina, and that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. He's the best quarterback in the country, hands down. If he played on any team in this country, he would instantly make them better because he's that kind of quarterback. You can't say the same for C.J. Stroud and Hennon Hooker, in my opinion. You put them on North Carolina, North Carolina's just mid because their defense sucks and their offense would be okay. Drake may for Heisman, that's my case. Fucking voters listening that's who you should vote for not some quarterback that plays on a team that's top five in the country just because they're the quarterback that's not that's not the case at all moving on though my top five favorite actors hands down in my life the ones i've always loved the ones i love every time they have a movie or tv show gotta watch it number five leonardo dicaprio i know that he doesn't like you know older women i get that i'm not a fan of older women myself my wife's the same age as me. It's not like a child pedophilia thing. Leo, number five, I always love his movies. He's just a phenomenal actor. Number four, Ryan Reynolds, everything about the guy. I love the relationship him and his wife have. Every movie he has, the sarcasm, the humor, the way, the action, all of it just absolutely kills it. Number three, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Simple for the fact that Mark Wahlberg's just the best. I watched his documentary on HBO about his life and all the businesses he does. Stellar. Everything about Mark Wahlberg. He can do comedy, action, drama, whatever, you name it. Mark Wahlberg could be your guy. Number two, resident funny guy, Will Ferrell. Absolutely love him. And he does not get enough love for Land of the Lost because that movie is wall-to-wall funny and one of the better comedy movies of, since there's no such thing as comedy movies anymore because of the woke media. He he just killed it. And it, he's coming. him and Ryan Reynolds actually have a movie coming out on Apple TV. I think it's going to be funny. But Will Ferrell, number two, because number one has to be the goat of all goats, Adam Sandler. I've always, always loved Adam Sandler. I always wish to meet the man someday because he brings me so much joy. He's always brought me joy. I've been watching his movies since I was like three years old. I remember I'd watch Big Daddy and Waterboy on repeat because I just I could never get enough of them. So hands down, my number one actor of all time, my favorite guy, Adam Sandler. Put me in one of your movies, Adam, please. Thank you. I rest my case. Please put me in your movies. So let's talk some fucking college football. What a weekend we had, huh? Tennessee gets upset in quotation marks. LSU upsets Bama. Notre Dame upsets Clemson. Just a whole lot of upsets. Start off with the LSU-Alabama game. I am on top of the world right now after that game. I woke up Sunday morning and was just absolutely juiced. I've only ever been to five LSU games in my life, four now in Death Valley, and every time I've been at a game in Death Valley, LSU doesn't lose. So if you're an LSU fan and you just want to donate your tickets to me every time we have a home game, 
I'll gladly take them. And it was just an absolute, it's going to be, it's an instant classic. I mean, I absolutely love the nuts on Brian Kelly to go for two. I would do the same thing in my situ in that situation. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it enough, the fact that, because when you look at it, the defense was tired. I know the defense was tired. Played lights out in the first half. Absolutely were dominating. Alabama couldn't get the ball moving. Alabama comes out in the second half. They pretty much run the ball down our throat, wear out our defense, and after that, they kept almost every drive Alabama was scoring. Almost every drive they were getting points, some type of points, keeping themselves in the game. And the defense was tired. I mean, you just should have the game. The tip pass, you know, in overtime should have changed the whole game. Should have game, We should have been able to get the ball, kick a field, score a touchdown, game over, right? That didn't go that our way. So that the positivity, the confidence in the defense went down. I know it did. It had to have. So for Brian Kelly to go for two, just be like, you know what? We win or we lose, we die with it. And I love it. I love the guts, the balls. And the play was awesome. The stadium, the whole game was awesome. I mean, there's two small earthquakes because that's how loud the stadium was. But Alabama, I mean, two losses. They're more than likely out of the college football playoff picture unless chaos ensues and LSU loses two more games. Or, then there's no way that if LSU has to lose two more games for Alabama to have a shot at the playoff. But, they, I mean, they just do not have the talent that they used to. The wide receivers aren't there. They're just not. Jameer Gibbs, he's okay. He's not amazing. He's not a world beater. He's not the best back in the country. He's not even top 10 back probably. He's just not – they don't have that talent that they have. And where's Will Anderson been? I tweeted it out. His stats last year on that dominant run that he had were unreal. This year, lackluster as fuck. Will Anderson hasn't hardly done anything all season long. He's pretty much been a non-factor in most games, it seems like. I didn't hear his name called once on Saturday. I'd have to watch the film again to see if I'm wrong, but I didn't I don't feel like he was in there making plays. Just absolutely love it. Alabama's gonna probably fire their coordinators and reload somehow and be just be back to being good next year. Or might be the end of the dynasty. But as many said on Twitter, the dynasty's over once you beat Alabama at home and you don't rush the field. That'll be a sad day for Alabama fans. But as of right now, LSU controls their own destiny. I'll talk more about that later, but absolutely Hands down, fucking juiced. This is awesome. Couldn't couldn't be happier. Best game I've ever seen. Georgia dominated Tennessee though, and they made them look bad. Six sacks. I think they had ten coming into this season. Georgia did. Six sacks, one game, putting so much pressure on. Held them to under two hundred yards passing. They were under a hundred yards rushing. I think they had like ninety six, maybe. I might be wrong. I I thought that's what it was. I thought I wrote it down. But they just they put so much pressure on Hendon Hooker that they just weren't able to do anything. Tennessee got exposed. You put pressure on them, that's what happens. You know, it's just the environments maybe, you know, when it's raining like that and you're a team that consistently passes probably hurts you a little bit, but Georgia's number one in the country, man, until proven otherwise. They they're a tough task to beat. I mean, when you have a veteran quarterback, it definitely helps too. So Clemson finally did what we all knew was coming from week one. They slipped up, and they got exposed bad. Notre Dame, huge win for Marcus Freeman, though. Huge win at home. They got they got to rush the field. Clemson's more than likely out of the playoff picture, but their dynasty could be over, too. I mean, didn't make the playoffs last year. More than likely not going to make the playoffs this year. I, I think a two-loss team has a better chance than they do, and I think North Carolina is going to beat Clemson in the ACC championship if it comes down to it. 
I don't know what Clemson needs to do. Even Kate Klubnick, I think is how you say his name, he didn't look good either when they brought him in. Made a stupid pass when he was getting sacked. Like Clemson's, everyone knew that they weren't the fourth best team in the country, and everyone knew that at some point it was coming. We were hoping it wasn't going to be the playoffs, and thank God it wasn't. So shout out Notre Dame for getting the fucking dub. You're no longer a bunch of bitches in my opinion. So good for you. That's not the only field that got rushed this weekend. It wasn't the only upset. Kansas upsets Oklahoma State at home. Goalpost comes down. Field field gets rushed. You love it, man. Kansas is bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. 2008, man. That was like fucking years ago. What? Do the math. 14 years ago. Or, yeah, 14 years ago is the last time that Kansas was in a bowl game. That's like a freshman in high school. That's crazy. And there was a clip floating around of the um, event staff after the game and uh, the the boss or whatever, he said that uh, he's all like, well, shit happens, I guess, knowing that the goal, field goal post was getting taken down. So absolutely juice for Kansas. I've been I've been so happy to see them having success this year. There's, nothing makes me happier than seeing Rock Chalk Jayhawk get it going. Ohio State and Michigan did not look good. They looked okay. Not close to good. They both, they struggled against Rutgers and Northwestern. And I'll, I'll give Ohio State a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. The weather, I understand. But football, you still got to run the ball. Running the ball still works sometimes. So we'll see. I I don't know, man. I think that more than likely it's just going to be Georgia running away with it this year because I don't have that much faith in Ohio State and Michigan. It's not like their ski schedules get any harder. Till they play each other. So, a bunch of weak, weak fucking teams, in my opinion. TCU continues to win games, man. They got the job done. Texas Tech did keep it close there for a while. I was watching it before we went over to the stadium. They kept it really close, but the Horned Frogs, Horned Frogs, I'm struggling with my words tonight. The Horned Frogs pulled away in the second half, took care of business like they're supposed to. They got moved up to fourth in the AP poll, which is huge for them. I I, I think if they, if they win out, there's no way they can be denied a playoff spot. You know, they'll be either one of possibly, at most right now, three undefeated teams in the country, so they absolutely would deserve a spot there because going undefeated in one of the five toughest conferences in the schedule deserves a playoff spot. And maybe they'll get their asses handed to them in the playoffs, but we'll never know until it happens, right? So happy for TCU, happy for the fucking hypno-toad, horn frogs. Keep on winning. I love Max Duggan. Keep it up, bro. Oregon, USC, and UCLA. Well, kind of did what they were supposed to. You know, they're fighting for that Pac-12 bid possibly, but none of the three really looked too great. I mean, they were playing crappy teams. Cal was keeping it close with USC. Arizona was keeping it interesting with Oregon, and ASU kept it interesting with UCLA. But we'll see what happens there. I'm, I'm excited. It's a, three, it's a three-team race. Utah could get lucky and slide in there if chaos ensues. But three-team race, and I think whoever wins will have a good case for the good case for the playoff. Illinois and uh, Syracuse's magic. Both of their magic have ran out. Illinois it seemed, got kind of embarrassed by Michigan State when Michigan State had quite a few players out after the suspensions and stuff. And Syracuse lost to Pitt. Pitt's a good team, though. You can't. I can't deny that Pitt's a good team. I think that they're a top thirty team in the country, probably. Syracuse, I would keep them there, but they just three in a row. You know, the team team morale's probably down a little bit. We'll see what happens with them, but I don't know. We'll see. North Carolina, 
keeps on winning, man. They just one of the luckiest teams in the country. They escaped Virginia. I thought for sure they were gonna blow them out. You know, that's the only thing that hurts their playoff case is their defense. Their defense is just absolutely freaking abysmal. It's sad to see. But North Carolina, they won again, man. It's, you never know if things shake out. They they could make the playoff. Arkansas and Texas A&M, I can't believe that those two teams were ranked in the top ten at one point. I mean, I told you I thought Liberty was going to have a legit chance. They covered the spread, even won the game. Should have took the money line pick. I know I should have, dude. But I was too scared because every time I try to predict a big upset like that, it never seems to work out. Texas A&M, man, did not look good against Florida. They had a ton of players out, though. They did just lose a – they just got a decommitment from a, the, a five-star, the best linebacker in the country, I believe. He's got a visit with Texas this weekend, so that's probably playing into it big time. But they're just down bad, and it's, I don't – I don't see it changing. Probably the best game this weekend, though, that wasn't really talked about because it wasn't one of the big marquee ones has to be Houston and SMU. A total of 140 points were scored. SMU won 77-63. to Clayton Toon, Tanner Mordecai just boom, 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 throwing the ball around. I think there was a total of 16 passing touchdowns. Like, what? Ridiculous. Or, no. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I got that wrong. Maybe it was 14. I don't know. Or maybe it was just 14. I don't know, something total. There was just so many points scored, points, 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 and just the ball getting thrown around like crazy. I didn't get to see it, but watch the highlights. It didn't look like it was a fun game to watch. Now a little, I just want to talk a little bit here about the remaining teams that I think legit have a playoff chance. Georgia obviously controls their destiny. You know, pretty pretty weak schedule to end out the season. You know, their, their next big challenge will be the SEC championship game. Whoever they play, they'll probably keep it interesting. I think if they played Old Miss, they wouldn't. But we'll see what happens there. I think Georgia's pretty much a shoe-in to win unless they slip up here to end out the season and then lose the SEC championship. Then I don't think that they'd have a case. But even if they lost the SEC championship, I think I think Georgia slides in. Ohio State and Michigan, they're kind of running the same. I think whoever wins the Big Ten, obviously for sure in. But whoever loses... In their rivalry game, there's a legit case that they might not get in. You know, say LSU wins the SEC championship, that's going to take up a spot and push Georgia to a two or three or four seed. And then if TCU gets in, and then you know you can't deny a 12 and one Pac-12 conference championship winner at the same time. You know, then in that case, there's a chance that Georgia or LSU or whoever gets pushed out. I I don't see both of them get into the playoff. I think whoever wins that game and then wins the Big Ten Championship will ultimately take up one spot for the Big 12 and one spot only. I don't see how both teams get in. TCU, they control their own destiny. They win out, they're in. They win the Big 12 title, they're in. You know, As long as they don't lose, I think. If they lose, I think that's really going to hurt them. Big game going to Texas this weekend, so that'll kind of be, I think, a big deciding factor for a lot of people in the media and fans in general to see like oh okay because everyone thinks texas is good i mean they almost beat alabama without their starting quarterback they just upset kansas this weekend so we'll just kind of well it just depends if tc wins out they can't be denied in my opinion it's there's no way in hell no way in hell that they can be denied tennessee has a legit case because their only loss is to the number one team in the country so you know if things kind of fall their way they can get in but i think in my honest opinion, if you win your conference championship and you're 
only have one loss and there's a team that didn't make their conference championship, I think that you deserve it. You played one more game. You were the champion of your conference. So I think Tennessee definitely has a pretty clear path, but I think some chaos has to ensue for that to happen, in my personal opinion. Oregon, USC, UCLA, all kind of running in the same boat here. I think for USC and UCLA, they have to play, which will ultimately knock one of them out of contention if they're both sitting there when they do play, leaving it up to if they were to beat Oregon. And if they beat Oregon bad, I think that would be a big boost up for them to be like, oh, okay, well, they beat Oregon bad too. Maybe they can compete better with a Georgia. So, But right now, Oregon controls their own destiny with their only loss of being to the number one team in the country, just like Tennessee. So they have a real legit case and a real easy, solid path, in my opinion, to make a, make the conversation that they deserve to be there at least. LSU, I think if LSU were to win the SEC, I don't see how they get left out of the playoff. Georgia will be the number one team in the country at that point. And you beat the number one team, you deserve a spot, in my opinion, especially in the SEC that is a tougher conference, in my opinion. That's just how I feel, but that would have to be a lot to have a lot to happen for that. Alabama, like I said earlier, I think that they still have somewhat of a case. Um, LSU obviously would have to lose two games. They have to beat Old Miss this weekend to knock Old Miss out of contention and keep themselves alive. And same thing, you know, as LSU, I think that if they were to win the SEC championship, beat the beat Georgia, the the committee's not going to leave them out because it's the SEC. It's the best conference in the country. Everyone knows that, so. Ole Miss, their their path is really clear. They got to get through Alabama this weekend, and they just have to hope that LSU loses to Arkansas or Texas A and M, and they'd be in the SEC championship. They'd beat Georgia. They'd only have one loss, so it'd be a huge a huge resume booster for them. And their only loss being to an LSU team that finishes out maybe probably nine and three if they were to lose one game, you know. So that'd be a legit case in my opinion. Clemson and North Carolina, I think, have a case i think a lot of chaos has to ensue for one of them to get in though there has to be a lot like a lot of upsets a lot of things to fall into place for them to for that to happen i mean both their losses are to notre dame a team that ohio state did beat so you know they they'll compare that resume if say ohio state had only one loss and it was between them and clemson or north carolina so I think there's a legit case. You know, that's what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 teams. 13 teams right now that I think have a have a case to make the playoffs. Could even throw a Utah or possibly a Illinois in there. Illinois, I think, would have a legit case if, say, they were to beat Michigan. And then Michigan kept it close with Ohio State. And then Illinois beat Ohio State. I mean, it, depending on where those teams are ranked when they play them. They could push themselves back in that conversation, but... Very unlikely Utah needs a lot to happen for them to get the Pac-12 championship. But if they were to, you know, beat a Utah or beat an Oregon, they might get a chance. But a lot of stuff has to happen in order for all those teams at the back end to really make the playoff. I'd say Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU are really the only ones that I personally think control their own destiny no matter what. That if they win out, they're in, you know. Same I could almost say for Oregon, realistically. For most of these teams, is if they win out and things fall in place, they have a legit case to be in the playoff. Now a couple NFL thoughts here. The Vikings won, but they didn't cover the spread like I was hoping they would. The offense looked okay. They seemed to be moving the ball a lot more. The running game struggled. I mean, they had 22 attempts for 97 yards, or 56 yards, sorry. 
I don't know why 97 came in my head. 56 yards on the ground on 22 attempts is not good, especially when Dalvin Cook is your running back. You know, they'll need to get that figured out. But passing game looked okay. Kirk Cousins was dancing on fucking the plane ride home looking like an absolute G. So shout out, shout out Kirk on that one. The mid-game of the year and the Bucks and the Rams lived up to the height. Not a lot of points were scored. Tom Brady got his 55th game-winning drive, beating Peyton Manning's record, and was the first person to throw for over 100,000 yards in his career. So pretty cool accomplishment for him, I would say. But the guy's been playing since I was born, so not that crazy. Jets beat the Bills, you know, making their playoff case looking better and better. Josh Allen might be hurt, though. That worries me. He's on my fantasy team. I'm also a big Josh Allen fan supporter or what fan supporter? I don't know, man. I don't know how to talk. I'm pretty stupid sometimes, but. Justin Fields, I think it's really going to work out. And, you know, shout out the Bears for building their offensive scheme around him. Like, I think most NFL teams don't ever do. They just like, well, you're going to work with me and my scheme, and it's going to find a way to work. It's not the case. Life doesn't work that way. They're starting to figure it out. He's got Claypool. He's got a weapon now. He broke Michael Vick's regular season rushing record in a game for a quarterback with, like, 175 yards, which is absurd. But they're playing to his skill set, and that is what every NFL team should do. Point blank, period. I'm sure that next year's quarterback class, one of them, the quarterbacks are going to get ruined because they don't play to his scheme. That's just the nature of the NFL. You have to build your offense around your quarterback. You can't just because, well, this worked when I was in Kansas City or this worked when I was in Denver. Like, no, it's not how it works. It just, it just doesn't. The Lions and Jags were by far the biggest surprises of the weekend. The Jags beating the Raiders, the Lions beating the Packers. Packers are just continuing the struggle. Somehow the Devontae Adams trade ruined both the Raiders and the Packers. The Packers, we kind of thought that it might. The Raiders, I don't know what's going on. Josh McDaniels. Should have just stayed as an offensive coordinator because it's just not looking like a good time for him in Las Vegas. But those are my NFL thoughts. Those are all my college thoughts. And now for just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. If you're an LSU fan, and after we lost to Florida State, and after we lost to Tennessee, you're dogging on BK. You're dogging on Jaden Daniels. You're dogging on the boys. You're... Sending fucking threats to our wide receivers after the Florida State game, making them delete all social media references to LSU because our fan base is really garbage because of that. You can't say shit about this team now. I fucking told y'all, have faith. Jaden Daniels is one of the best quarterbacks in this country, and he will show you, and he did. What he does with his legs is why I was so happy when I found out he was transferring here because I saw what he could do at Arizona State. I knew the kid had it in him to be great and be successful, and he's doing that, pushing for a Heisman, Heisman case possibly. And it was going to take time. It was never going to be an overnight thing here at LSU. And you know what? The fact that we just did that in our, in our first year with BK shows you that if you said anything bad about him early on in the season, you can go swallow a dick because fuck you. BK is the man. He's doing things right. This team is doing things right. Hell of an effort from the boys on Saturday. Couldn't be prouder of them. I love the direction of this program, and I'm fucking so happy to be a fan of Brian Kelly and the Fighting Tigers, man. But if you're going to be a shitty fan, go hit the curb and find somewhere else because things aren't going to change overnight. The season may not finish how you want it to, but right now we're on top of the world and things are going to get better because we're heading in the right direction. But if you had anything to say about the boys before, keep your mouth shut now. That's all I got to say. 
But that's today's show. And for now, your boy Titties is out. I hope you have a blessed, blessed week. I love you. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send this to an LSU fan in your life that's not me, preferably, because I already just said all that shit. But I love you. Stay blessed. But for now, your boy Titties is out.